1: Le'olam Hear, O Israel, the Lord is our God, the Lord is one. Blessed be the name of the glory of His kingdom for ever and ever. Amen. Good morning, Mishpochah. Welcome to the Daily Audio Torah. I'm Laura Densmore, your host, and I'm so glad you're joining in with me today. Today is Thursday, June 2nd. We are rapidly approaching the Biblical Feast of Shavuot. Here are some of the spiritual themes associated with this feast. The Rabbis teach that the God of Israel married the house of Jacob at Mount Sinai. The Rabbis teach that the house of Jacob is like an adulterous wife to the God of Israel. The Church was actually born at Mount Sinai and then reborn in Acts chapter 2. The original marriage, or Torah covenant, was given at Mount Sinai, and the Renewed Covenant, associated with Pentecost, is associated to the House of Jacob and Mount Zion. Shavuot is associated with the Renewed Covenant and having a change of heart. The Rabbis understand that there is a marriage relationship between the God of Israel and His people, the House of Jacob. And now for our Omer count. Baruch Adonai Eloheinu Melech HaOlam Asher Mitzvotav Zivanu al sefirat HaOmer Blessed are you, Adonai our God, King of the Universe, who has sanctified us with your commandments and commanded us to count the Omer. Hayom Yom Echad LaOmer Today is the 47th day of the counting of the Omer. Now let's continue our journey through the entire Bible in one year. This week we are reading from the New Living Translation for the Hebrew Scriptures and for the Bird Hadashah. Today we continue the Torah portion Bamidbar, and it means in the wilderness. Numbers three one to thirty two. This is the family line of Aaron and Moses as it was recorded when the Lord spoke to Moses at Mount Sinai. The names of Aaron's sons were Nadab, the oldest, Abihu, Eleazar, and Ithamar. These sons of Aaron were anointed and ordained to minister as priests. But Nadab and Abihu died in the Lord's presence in the wilderness of Sinai when they burned before the Lord the wrong kind of fire, different than he had commanded. Since they had no sons, this left only Eleazar and Ithamar to serve as priests with their father, Aaron. Then the Lord said to Moses, Call forward the tribe of Levi, and present them to Aaron the priest to serve as his assistants. They will serve Aaron and the whole community, performing their sacred duties in and around the tabernacle. They will also maintain all the furnishings of the sacred tent, serving in the tabernacle on behalf of all the Israelites assign the Levites to Aaron and his sons they have been given from among all the people of Israel to serve as their assistants appoint Aaron and his sons to carry out the duties of the priesthood but any unauthorized person who goes too near the sanctuary must be put to death and the Lord said to Moses look I have chosen the Levites from among the Israelites to serve as substitutes for all the firstborn sons of the people of Israel. The Levites belong to me, for all the firstborn males are mine. On the day I struck down all the firstborn sons of the Egyptians, I set apart for myself all the firstborn in Israel, both of people and of animals. They are mine. I am Yahweh. The Lord spoke again to Moses in the wilderness of Sinai. He said, Record the names of the members of the tribe of Levi by their families and clans. List every male who was one month old or older. So Moses listed them, just as the Lord had commanded. Levi had three sons whose names were Gershon, Kohath, and Merari. The clans descended from Gershon were named after two of his descendants, Libni and Shimei. The clans descended from Kohath were named after four of his descendants, Emram, Izhar, Hebron, and Uziel. The clans descended from Merari were named after two of his descendants, Mali and Mushi. These were the Levite clans listed according to their family groups. The descendants of Gershon were composed of the clans descended from Libni and Shimiai. There were 7,500 males one month old or older among these Gershonite clans they were assigned the area to the west of the tabernacle for their camp. The leader of the Gershonite clans was Eliasaf, son of Lael. These two clans were responsible to care for the tabernacle, including the sacred tent with its layer of coverings, the curtain at its entrance, the curtains of the courtyard that surrounded the tabernacle and altar, the curtain at the courtyard entrance, the ropes, and all the equipment related to their use. The descendants of Kohath were composed of the clans descended from Amram, Izhar, Hebron, and Uziel. There were 8,600 males one month old or older among these Kohathite clans. They were responsible for the care of the sanctuary and they were assigned the area south of the tabernacle for their camp. The leader of the Kohathite clans was Elizaphan, son of Uziel. These four clans were responsible for the care of the ark the table, the lampstand, the altars, the various articles used in the sanctuary, the inner curtain, and all the equipment related to their use. Eleazar, son of Aaron the priest, was the chief administrator over all the Levites with special responsibility for the oversight of the sanctuary. 2 Samuel 19.11-20.13 to 20, 13. Then King David sent Zadok and Abiathar the priest to say to the elders of Judah, Why are you the last ones to welcome back the king into his palace? For I have heard that all Israel is ready. You are my relatives, my own tribe, my own flesh and blood. So why are you the last ones to welcome back the king? And David told them to tell Amasa, Since you are my own flesh and blood, like Joab, may God strike me and even kill me, I do not appoint you as commander of my army in his place. Then Amasa convinced all the men of Judah, and they responded unanimously. They sent word to the king Return to us, and bring back all who are with you. So the king started back to Jerusalem, and when he arrived at the Jordan River, the people of Judah came to Gilgal to meet him and escort him across the river. Shimei, son of Gera, the man from Behurim and Benjamin, hurried across with the men of Judah to welcome King David. A thousand other men from the tribe of Benjamin were with him, including Ziba, the chief servant of the house of Saul, and Ziba's fifteen sons and twenty servants. They rushed down to the Jordan to meet the king. They crossed the shallows of the Jordan to bring the king's household across the river, helping him in every way they could. As the king was about to cross the river, Shimei fell down before him. My lord the king, please forgive me, he pleaded. Forget the terrible thing your servant did when you left Jerusalem. May the king put it out of his mind. I know how much I sinned. That is why I have come here today, the very first person in all Israel, to greet my lord the king. Then Abishai, son of Zariah, said, Shimei should die, for he cursed the lord's anointed king. Who asked your opinion, you sons of Zariah? David exclaimed, Why have you become my adversary today? This is not a day for execution, for today I am once again the king of Israel. Then, turning to Shimei, David vowed, Your life will be spared. Now Mephibosheth, Saul's grandson, came down from Jerusalem to meet the king. He had not cared for his feet, trimmed his beard, or washed his clothes since the day the king left Jerusalem. Why didn't you come with me, Mephibosheth? The king asked him. Mephibosheth replied, My lord, the king, my servant Ziba deceived me. I told him, Saddle my donkey so I can go with the king. For as you know, I am crippled. Ziba has slandered me by saying that I refuse to come. But I know that my lord, the king, is like an angel of God, so do what you think is best. All my relatives and I could expect only death from you, my lord, but instead you have honored me By allowing me to eat at your own table, what more can I ask? You've said enough, David replied. I've decided that you and Zeba will divide your land equally between you. Give him all of it, Mephibosheth said. I am content just to have you safely back again, my lord the king. Barzillai of Gilead had come down from Rogolim to escort the king across the Jordan. He was very old, eighty years of age, and very wealthy. He was the one who had provided food for the king during his stay in Mahanaim. "'Come across with me and live in Jerusalem,' the king said to Barzillai. "'I will take care of you there.' "'No,' he replied. "'I am far too old to go with the king to Jerusalem. "'I am eighty years old today, and I can no longer enjoy anything. "'Food and wine are no longer tasty, and I cannot hear the singers as they sing. "'I would only be a burden to my lord the king.' Just to go across the Jordan River with the king is all the honor I need. Then let me return again to die in my own town, where my father and mother are buried. But here is your servant, my son, Kimham. Let him go with my lord the king, and receive whatever you want to give him. Good, the king agreed. Kimham will go with me, and I will help him in any way you would like, and I will do for you anything you want.' So all the people crossed the Jordan with the king. After David had blessed Barzillai and kissed him, Barzillai returned to his own home. The king then crossed over to Gilgal, taking Kimham with him. All the troops of Judah and half the troops of Israel escorted the king on his way. But all the men of Israel complained to the king. The men of Judah stole the king and didn't give us the honor of helping take you, your household, and all your men across the Jordan. The men of Judah replied, The king is one of our own kinsmen. Why should this make you angry? We haven't eaten any of the king's food or received any special favors. But there are ten tribes in Israel, the others replied, so we have ten times as much right to the king as you do. What right do you have to treat us with such contempt? Weren't we the first to speak of bringing him back to be our king again? The argument continued back and forth, and the men of Judah spoke even more harshly than the men of Israel. There happened to be a troublemaker there named Sheba, son of Bichri, a man from the tribe of Benjamin. Sheba blew a ram's horn and began to chant, Down with the dynasty of David! We have no interest in the son of Jesse. Come on, you men of Israel, back to your homes." So all the men of Israel deserted David and followed Sheba, son of Bichri. But the men of Judah stayed with their king and escorted him from the Jordan River to Jerusalem. When David came to his palace in Jerusalem, he took the ten concubines he had left to look after the palace and placed them in seclusion. Their needs were provided for, but he no longer slept with them. So each of them lived like a widow until she died. Then the king told Amasa, mobilize the army of Judah within three days and report back at that time. So Amasa went out to notify Judah, but it took him longer than the time he had been given. Then David said to Abishai, Sheba, son of Bikri, is going to hurt us more than Absalom did. Quick, take my troops and chase after him before he gets into a fortified town where we can't reach him. So Abishai and Joab, together with the king's bodyguard and all the mighty warriors, set out from Jerusalem to go after Sheba. As they arrived at the great stone in Gibeon, Amasa met with them. Joab was wearing his military tunic with a dagger strapped to his belt. As he stepped forward to greet Amasa, he slipped the dagger from its sheath. How are you, my cousin? Joab said, and took him by the beard with his right hand as though to kiss him. Amasa didn't notice the dagger in his left hand, and Joab stabbed him in the stomach with it so that his insides gushed out onto the ground. Joab did not need to strike again, and Amasa soon died. Joab and his brother Abishai left him lying there and continued after Sheba. One of Joab's young men shouted to Amasa's troops, If you are for Joab and David, come and follow Joab. But Amasa lay in his blood in the middle of the road, and Joab's man saw that everyone was stopping to stare at him. So he pulled him off the road into a field and threw a cloak over him. With Amasa's body out of the way, everyone went on with Joab to capture Sheba, son of Bichri. John 21, 1-25 to Later Yeshua appeared again to the disciples beside the Sea of Galilee. This is how it happened. Several of the disciples were there, Simon Peter, Thomas, nicknamed the twin, Nathaniel from Cana and Galilee, the sons of Zebedee, and two other disciples. Simon Peter said, I'm going fishing. We'll come too, they all said. So they went out in the boat, but they caught nothing all night. At dawn Yeshua was standing on the beach. But the disciples couldn't see who he was. He called out, "'Fellows, have you caught any fish?' "'No,' they replied. Then he said, "'Throw out your net on the right-hand side of the boat, and you'll get some.' So they did, and they couldn't haul in the net because there were so many fish in it. Then the disciple Yeshua loved said to Peter, "'It's the Lord.' When Simon Peter heard that it was the Lord, he put on his tunic, for he had stripped for work, jumped into the water, and headed to shore.' The others stayed with the boat and pulled the loaded net to the shore, for they were only about a hundred yards from shore. When they got there, they found breakfast waiting for them, fish cooking over a charcoal fire and some bread. "'Bring some of the fish you have just caught,' Yeshua said. So Simon Peter went aboard and dragged the net to the shore. There were 153 large fish, and yet the net had not torn. "'Now come and have some breakfast,' Yeshua said. None of the disciples dared to ask him, Who are you? They knew it was the Lord. Then Yeshua served them the bread and the fish. This was the third time Yeshua had appeared to his disciples since he had been raised from the dead. After breakfast, Yeshua asked Simon Peter, Simon, son of John, do you love me more than these? Yes, Lord, Peter replied, you know I love you. Then feed my lambs, Yeshua told him. Yeshua repeated the question, Simon, son of John, do you love me? Yes, Lord, Peter said. You know I love you. Then take care of my sheep, Yeshua said. A third time he asked him, Simon, son of John, do you love me? Peter was hurt that Yeshua asked the question a third time. He said, Lord, you know everything. You know that I love you. Yeshua said, then feed my sheep. I tell you the truth. When you were young, you were able to do as you liked. You dressed yourself and went wherever you wanted to go. But when you are old, you will stretch out your hands and others will dress you and take you where you don't want to go. Yeshua said this to let him know by what kind of death he would glorify God. Then Yeshua told him, "Follow me." Peter turned around and saw behind them the disciple Jesus loved the one who had leaned over to Yeshua during the supper and asked, Lord, who will betray you? Peter asked Yeshua, What about him, Lord? Yeshua replied, If I want him to remain alive until I return, what is that to you? As for you, follow me. So the rumor spread among the community of believers that this disciple wouldn't die. But that isn't what Yeshua said at all. He only said, If I want him to remain alive until I return, What is that to you? This disciple is the one who testifies to these events and has recorded them here, and we know that his account of these things is accurate. Yeshua also did many other things. If they were all written down, I suppose the whole world could not contain the books that would be written. Psalm 120, 1-7 I took my troubles to the Lord. I cried out to Him, and He answered my prayer. Rescue me, O Lord, from liars and from all deceitful people. O deceptive tongue, what will God do to you? How will He increase your punishment? You will be pierced with sharp arrows and burned with glowing coals. How I suffer in far-off Meshach! It pains me to live in distant Kedar. I am tired of living among people who hate peace. I search for peace, but when I speak of peace... They want war. Proverbs 16, 16 and 17 How much better to get wisdom than gold and good judgment than silver? The path of the virtuous leads away from evil. Whoever follows that path is safe. Please enjoy this beautiful worship song, Good, Good Father, sung by Chris Tomlin.
0: Oh, I've heard a thousand stories of what they think you're like, but I've heard the ten It's too
2: Ye adonai vish mereka ya ye adonai anavilaka Vikunneh ka isa adonai. Laav he lekha. leka leka lekha.